Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking About Birds, the only Cardinal podcast that should be benched for lack of effort. Hey. My name is Nate Heininger, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Samorka. Hi, everybody. And this week, we are discussing the first place St. Louis Cardinals, Tommy Edmond, Jack Flaherty, the catcher situation, and some news and notes from around the league. idea for the opening joke tweet us at talk about birds well ben it's finally yeah. it's finally about to happen um, yeah we haven't really we haven't really talked about it on the show uh and maybe that's because you like to live a, a deeply private lifestyle but you know <laughs> what you are a professional podcaster now facts and we, yes we owe it yeah to our listeners to talk a little bit about you in mm. your life, because that's really what people are here for, right? Yeah. And um, I'm extremely interesting. Yeah. Everyone tells me that. So, uh, Benny Boy here, our very own Hambone, is getting married. Hey. Uh, so, congratulations. And, Thank you. Uh, we have been planning uh, for, for quite a while, a little weekend for the boys yeah make tyler o'neill proud long uh, enough that i'm i'm like almost concerned about what's happening <laughs> we're definitely doing it for the boys this weekend <laughs> yeah. uh so ben doesn't know that much um but he does know we're going to boston, boston gonna hang out with packy Notton. working on my uh my peter griffin <laughs> oh, hey, that's, ben. it's okay hey we're gonna go and see packy Notton. <laughs> All right. Just just uh, like that one time. Hey, that that reminds me of that one time. Uh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> okay. see that. This is why Seth MacFarlane is very rich, and you're not. Uh, it, ouch! <laughs> Give me time. <laughs> Give me time. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, how you feeling? You ready? Yeah, I you know, like Nate just said, I don't really know anything about it other than I'm going to a place. I, d- I let Nate know that I uh, my flight is at 5 a.m. tomorrow and I am not a morning person. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I'm either going Great to like, <laughs> yeah, I'm either going to pass out or just like start drinking early because I think, you know, there's no laws when you're in the air, right? About like, I can do whatever I want. I do um, think there's, yeah, it's international airspace as well. Yeah. Just like water. Yeah, so I'll yeah. uh, ma- yeah, maybe I'll have a cocktail. Um, my maybe my problem is brew. I'm on I'm on American Airlines, so I think it stays American soil when you're on an American yeah. Airlines um, plane. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, obviously, I'm excited. Uh, the uh, Mary, uh, my fiance, the Ma- the Mary, as we is call that her. what I said, the Mary, yeah. yeah, um, the Mary, which is how she demands I. Kind of, right. know, I, I talked to her, you know, when no one else is around. So I, I guess yeah. I really pulled back the curtain, but, um, the Mary, uh, and the ladies just had their weekend last weekend and, and seeing them come back and, and all the fun that was had, I think that's got me a little bit juiced up. Also a little vacay, Benny needs a vacay. Daddy needs a Ooh, break. Okay. Yeah. I work yeah. hard for, uh, the money. Um, you know, these, all these medium bucks that I got pouring in, <laughs> it takes a lot of effort. So yeah, I'm excited to see the boys um see packy i'm excited to take some time off work i'm excited to 
hopefully survive. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I it's it's funny because people have been asking me, "Are you excited?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm definitely excited." I just like for what I don't know. Um, <laughs> so it's like how, how to qualify it. <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get my ass kicked by someone in Boston. I'm sure. <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. Yeah, that's New York. I know. And that's part of the problem. <laughs> I see. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are. We're doing another tab after dark here. We had some scheduling issues. So we are uh, we're recording here at night. Actually, the the Cardinal game is on right now. So uh, we're watching uh, the Jack Flaherty start. Well, and, uh, to uh, give you an even more precise time of when we're recording, Jack Flaherty has been pulled and Johan Oviedo is now in <laughs> Jack attack. Yes. Not not being awesome. Um, well, Although you know, first game back, yeah, uh, it was funny hearing uh, Dan McLaughlin say "Jack off" earlier <laughs> in the broadcast. I was kind of half paying attention, and I think his Jack was off the mound, but I just heard "Jack off" because I'm a child, um, and That's that made me content, laugh. So, right yeah, that was probably the best part of Jack's start, um, with hopefully more highlights to come. Not a gr- not great when that's the highlight. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, we are we. We both will be uh, in flight in under 12 or even 10 hours from where yeah. we're recording right now. So uh, wish us luck. Congrats, Ben. Um, I'd say the odds of survival are good. Yeah. You know, like compared to your normal hermit lifestyle, you know, obviously this is um, <laughs> you were increasing the odds of, you know, of the- your, you know, your survivability is going down. The reason I even bring up the survivability is because I've gotten over the past couple of months or so, I've just gotten like a text here or there from some people who I assume are going that are like vaguely threatening my personal safety. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, 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 I won't divulge more than that, but that's that's kind of what's happened. And uh, so we'll see. This I might be the don't. last episode with me on it. I will say if I do, if something happens to me, Nate, I... I want you to drive forward with the podcast. Okay. And if something happens with to me, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Um, I'll just say I hope you don't like your face too much. Um, all right. So I, I we, don't. <laughs> all right. It works out. <laughs> uh, well, let's um, we'll see how it goes. And uh, we're our Timing on this is perfect. We record on Wednesdays and we're going to be gone through. So we'll be we'll be back uh, at the end of the weekend. We'll have a couple of days of recovery. We'll we'll talk about how it went on uh, yeah. on next on next week's episode because I know this is the driving content people come to the show for. <laughs> um, yeah, I just felt like we had to talk about it a little bit. Um, uh, I think because... there's a there's a high probability that next week's episode is maybe a little sluggish. <laughs> So we, we got to build in the excuse yeah, now. We gotta, yeah. Um, so uh, we do, however, have a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah. It's only been a week since we recorded, but it's been a very eventful week. Um, you know, setting it up a little bit, we had the Cardinals were swept by the Rays, which sucked. Uh, you know, it's a tough team. The trop is weird. And there are a couple bad breaks. You know, it almost didn't go that way. And it is what it is. Uh, but after that, the Cardinals have suddenly turned it back on. Of course, it was uh, two very bad teams, uh, which is great. But uh, it's left us with uh, with a lot to talk about. And I think we the, the first thing we have to talk about is that 
we are now on June 15th and the Cardinals are in first place, which is wow, uh, amazing, right? I mean, it wasn't that long ago that it was, well, this is the Brewers division. The Cardinals can't put anything together and uh, we're going to be chasing them all summer. And here we are now a um, couple game lead. Uh, the Cardinals have looked they're they're doing what they need to do, which is beat up on bad teams. They it's been inconsistent results against good teams, but nothing horrible except for the the sweep against the Rays. Um, but uh, I mean, I, is this more the Cardinals uh, exceeding or the the Brewers failing? <laughs> Maybe it's a little bit of both here. But either way, first place is first place. Well, yeah, you know, I I, uh, I have a little note on that. Yeah, the Brewers. So they're one and nine over the last ten games. And I think uh, what's surprising about that is that, you know, since uh, the beginning of June, only the Pirates and the Rockies offenses have been worse, worse in the NL. Um, Pirates, not surprising to be on that list. And if you pay attention to the Rockies, not surprising to be on that list. Right. And by no means, I think, did you or I or anyone in the National League really think that the Brewers offense was going to be um, a force or whatever you want to call it. But I think that, you know, with Yelich, uh, Rowdy Telez has had a great season. We all love Colton Wong, uh, Adamas. You know, there there are players on that team, McCutcheon, who has, you know, admittedly had a slow start. Definitely would not have pegged them for being, you know, in the bottom third of the NL in offense. Um, yeah. But so that's somewhat surprising. What is absolutely surprising is that they have the second worst pitching in the NL since that point in the season, since the beginning of June, the only team that has worse pitching production. And I'm going by the uh, like fan graphs war uh, just to make this conversation simple is the nationals. Um, and if you're paying attention, the nationals have a bunch we're of, on, we're on both of that, those lists too. Right. And, and yeah. the nationals nationals have Ho- Josiah gray and end of list. Yeah. Um, uh, Strasburg so, came back for one start and then is back on. Back uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, going in the, the game plan for the brewers was to have maybe the best pitching in the NL or at the very least the best pitching in the NL central and have a good, but not great, but d- not bad offense and a pretty good defense. And they've definitely had the injury bug a little bit. Um, yeah. you know, Peralta is going to miss a good chunk of the season. And he had a slow start. He was looking great right before his injury. Woodruff has been pretty rough, and he's been he's been wood rough. Uh, and that, ooh, the, so good, <laughs> set myself up and knocked myself down for that one. Um, <laughs> and then he went on the IL. Uh, and then you know Hader was hurt for a little bit. Like they they've really had some difficulty. Their only Corbin Burns of their big three has really been consistently good, and you need more than one. Uh, starter and then the offense uh, Adamas who's looked good uh, got hurt and then everyone else has basically been mediocre at best so uh, they're definitely kind of getting worst case outcomes right now I I don't think they're done by any means and Woodruff should be back soon and you know it wouldn't take much for them to go back to being one of the best teams uh, I, in the NL yeah, but I, I think this fight is far from over, but, you know, as we talked about, this is the kind of thing that can snowball, you know, if you have pitcher injuries and that is, you know, how the entire team is kind of set up, then that can really snowball quickly. And also, as we've talked about, they had the easiest, easiest strength of schedule in the first uh, couple of months of the season. And now that's really changing. So I do think, you know, the cards are stacked against the, uh, 
not yeah. the Cardinals, but the cards, the the uh, universes nice. cards. The, yeah, he did it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a uh, bad time of the season for for their guys to get hurt. You know, as the as the season gets difficult, they are uh, you know they're really struggling and uh, they're falling apart, and the Cardinals are reaping all the benefits. Um, <laughs> which According is, to Baseball Reference, their most productive position player this year has been Jace Peterson. Not great. And how are you uh, judging productivity here? Uh, but uh, baseball reference war, I believe, I think okay. I said that maybe I didn't say okay. that, but, but yeah, but he has 1.4, which is also shockingly low. The Cardinals, half the, half their position players are above that, but yeah, Jason yeah. Peterson has 1.4 baseball reference war. So that, that's just not going to win. Um, that, that being said, uh, brewers can make trades. They can do interesting things. I mean, they changed their team last year with Willie Adamas. Uh, they could do something similar this year. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I think, you know, I think their GM is, is very smart and their owner has proven to be competitive and, and, and aggressive when the timing's right. So yeah, de- definitely not time to count them out, but, uh, it's really nice to be in first place and see them struggling. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. And, uh, Hey, it's not like the Cardinals haven't had some really great performances on themselves. It's not just, uh, that the, the brewers are struggling, but they're also, Outside again of the sweep from the Rays, the Cardinals have been doing pretty well. Uh, we had a few standout things that we thought we should definitely talk about this week. And I don't think we can go any further into this episode without talking about the so close. Oh, my goodness. So close. Ben, I, have you have you ever seen a Cardinal no hitter? No, no. They were talking about. So I was uh, I was listening on the radio and the last one, it was 2001. It was Bud Smith. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I was not, if, if I was watching that, I wasn't online enough or paying attention. I was too stupid and young to really be knowing yeah. what was going on. Um, I think yeah. I remember it happening. Yeah. Um, but I, I did not watch it. So, um, you know, and it wasn't, you know, in 2001, uh, you know, I could fire up AOL maybe and, right. uh, you know, and watch some, some footage. But, um, for the most part, no, I, I, I only re- remember it happening. And so, uh, I really thought, man, I, I really try not to uh, to get my hopes up on that stuff. But when it was when it was down to that last out, I was like, I I, I had not watched most of the game, but yeah, um, I've been I've been tracking it. And once it got to like, oh, shit, <laughs> you know, yeah. we, Molly and I put it on and uh, damn. Yeah. So we were uh, uh, the Mary and I were at uh, the gym. Uh, the Mary was at the gym and I, I like to listen Is to the Cardinals another games. friend of yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, G Y M. Okay. Um, I like to listen, you know, you, uh, wait, you go to the gym. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Couldn't pretty impressive. What, wouldn't have noticed. I kind of <laughs> just like to observe. Um, <laughs> oh. so, you know, walking around doing my, you know, my visual inspection is strutting. Yeah, just strutting. And anyway, so we're kind of listening to the game and, you know, it's about time to leave. So I'm listening to it. And then it is, you know, one out in the bottom uh, in the ninth. And we walk over to the back of my car and I'm just like, oh, my God, Mary, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. So I take out my headphones. I pull up MLB app. I put it on my phone. We're just like sitting in the back of my truck bed watching the game in the parking lot with the volume on. And when that hit went over Bader's head, I like. I like couldn't control myself. I just screamed in the parking lot. Yeah. Mary looked at me like I was a psychopath. And then we, you know, kind of 
got our stuff together and, and left. But it, it was a pretty funny, like, I think I went from zero to a hundred, you know, as far as like my engagement level. Um, yeah, but, uh, that yeah. basically same. Um, and uh, Molly was sitting on the couch behind me and uh, Pixel, our cat, was on her lap. And she was like, regardless of how this ends, yeah. whatever you do, don't be don't make Pixel freak out and stab me in the face. <laughs> so I had uh, I had a more um, reserved reaction than screaming, but yeah. uh, I wanted to scream. And and oh, man, I thought he had it, Bader. You know, I've seen some some criticism, and I I think yeah, everyone, you know, yeah, that's easy well, it, for you on the couch to say. You know? Yeah, come on. Well, first off, there there's multiple factors. First off, like that hit, the fact that he hit that pitch that hard was impressive. Yeah. Um, it was a good pitch. It was a, a wide and outside, uh, uh, or sorry, an outside and low uh, curveball. Maybe not his best curveball, but it's still well located. Um, in in that position, in that situation, Bader has to play in. You can't, you can't let the blue pit beat you. You ha- kind of have to make that. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to steal the blue pit, and if he crushes it, he crushes it. What am I? What yeah. am I going to do? And John Denton, the the beat writer for uh, MLB or dot MLB or whatever the Cardinals beat on online, did a little research and it was a something like just under a twenty percent uh, probability catch chance, which is a five star catch. So ba- Harrison Bader is one of the few people in the league that could have made that. Maybe he makes that twenty percent of the time. Maybe he doesn't. But that was extremely difficult catch. And, and what are you going to do? I mean that that yeah. was exciting. Um, I think what's more, uh, it's it, it, let's kind of try to move on from that a little bit. And I think the thing to really hang your hat on is that miles Michalowski has had two back-to-back games where he's gone the distance, um, one against the rays. And then obviously last night against the pirates, um, you know, we talked about it. 120. I mean, he technically, you know, didn't get the last out, but, uh, you know, 129 pitches. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. He did not throw that final, but, uh, you know, for, for, I guess in the other game, he only threw eight innings as well. So I'll I'll take both of those comments back. (laughs) He, he did a lot of work. We'll say it. Yeah. Well, and and they needed it yesterday. Um, you know, the double header, uh, pretty much all of the premium relievers have been used in the, in the, uh, first game and while the Cardinals generally are looking pretty good right now the back half or, or the, the the front half of the bullpen the the less used part of the bullpen is is I think a weakness on the team or an inconsistency yeah. on the team at the very least so uh having Michaelis go the whole game or most of it you know was was not just valuable as it always is it was kind of needed for that game so um yeah i mean he's been incredible this year i mean you know it almost capped off capped off of what has been a phenomenal year for him with a with this but either way you take it yeah and i thought what i thought was interesting is uh ali said that he had him for 120 pitches going into that game which is a lot and uh yeah kind of like i think that's part of because he only went 80 something the race game and he's had six days off and he's going to have six days off again. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. I, I like that. He's, you know, uh, I don't know if miles was, uh, trying to ape, uh, Pete or not, or, or maybe it was Ken- Kinzer. One, one of the two of him or Kinzer said in the uh, post game that miles is a big, strong guy. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure if that was a, I don't know if they were just in the moment and they were just, you know, trying to give a camera something, uh, or no, if they were I, aping Pete. And that was very funny to me. I have to, we make fun of Pete for it because of how many times he said he's a big tough guy in like 30 seconds. But I have to imagine most of these guys have referred to themselves as big, strong guys. Yeah. (laughs) 
at least once in the last like month, every professional baseball player has called themselves a big, strong guy. <laughs> so I think that's just something that they all do. Uh, it's just like some baseball vernacular. We're just now coming into knowledge. of. Yeah. You know, I'm a ba- he's a baseball rat. Uh, he's a big, strong guy, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was, it's a bummer, like big picture, but when you break down the actual game and what it, what it was, it's still, you know, what a, what a phenomenal outing for, uh, for Michaelis. Um, I think the other thing that, you know, really stood out to me at least over the last week, and I think this is a long time coming, um, at least for this show, um, you know, you and I were both, uh, I won't say we were haters, um, but I do think we owe Tommy Edmond a degree of an apology for, um, maybe not an apology, but I think both of us were like really skeptical about the, <laughs> the long-term, uh, impact of Tommy Edmond. And, and last year looked like maybe, you know, the, peak outcome sort of a slap hitter who steals 30 bases and you know plays good defense like that looked like that was maybe the best we we're going to get from him from an offensive standpoint and I, I don't know if i said this on the pod but i think like to me it felt like it was like tommy edmund was like an 80 percent chance to regress and like a 20 yeah. percent chance to improve and i really thought it was going to be more the regression i think you and i were calling for like even as much as like a month or or so into the season, we were saying like, he's a utility guy. Like let's move him around the infield and you know, he deserves at bats, but let's not overplay Tommy Edmond. And uh, here we are now going into June and uh, I have been, you've got a few, uh, you've got a few stats here for us. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, the probably the best way to illustrate how stupid we are is that we had our beginning of year, uh, heroes and uh, hatchlings draft uh, where we draft three big leaguers and three minor leaguers and we see who's going to have the highest war total at the end and both of us did not draft tommy edmund yeah it wasn't even on our radar nope. um and to that point he is currently leading baseball reference in war he is the uh, number one position player in baseball reference he is the seventh uh, uh position player in f war with 3.2 um which is kind of that's kind of the one that i use a little more um same. Uh, yeah, uh, or at least the one that I kind of guide my life by. But anyways, that's that means that Tommy Edmond has been a top 10 player in baseball um, this year. So <laughs> what what else is there to say other than that we were wrong? And I think like I, I think everything you said, I, I, I agree with the way that I felt. And I think just to add to that, I think I thought that Tommy was overexposed, not that he was a bad player, but the league caught up to him. This, yeah. you know, he, he's somewhere in between, like you were saying, what percentile was he going to show up and show out as? I don't know. Um, but I'll say the defense at short has been better than I expected, although I thought it was going to be fine. The speed has been amazing, but just the approach at the plate, the fact that he's walking, the fact that he's driving the ball, um, he's hitting from both sides. He's yeah. doing everything. Um, and having well, him, uh, the kind of positional flexibility that he has in in concert with Brendan Donovan just makes this team look so deep out of nowhere. Um, yeah, it's incredible. Well, and, uh, I, I think it was Goldschmidt who said uh, Tommy Edmond is everyone's favorite player on the team, you know, so that's he's awesome. Just, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously Goldie's getting a lot of the accolades right now because of the power and and, the, um, you know, the depth of his offensive explosion this year. But 
uh, Edmonds defense at premium positions is making him, at least from a war perspective, more valuable than Goldschmidt, which is uh, truly incredible. And uh, I, what really stood out to me and why I wanted to talk about it this episode, too, is that uh, walk off home run uh, in the bottom of the ninth. Um, yeah. That, I mean, you know, it's a line drive. Yeah. And it got me thinking that, like, obviously you and I are, are fans of baseball uh, and I like baseball like 10 times more than I like any other sport. And uh, sometimes it's hard to like, like, why, why, you know, why then? And, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But I think that like a walk off home run and one where not just where like you're tied, but where you're actually down and yeah. the home run makes you from you're about to lose the game to you you have you have won the game and it's over i think is like maybe the most exciting thing in sports and i used yeah. to be a big football fan and you get a little bit of that in football with like the breakaway play you know where they're it's the end of the game but even that often, there's still time on the clock though yeah there's still time on the clock nothing's guaranteed and like a lot of times those game winning touchdowns or whatever they're the culmination of a of a build up right you can right. kind of feel it coming and then which is fun and it's like yeah you know and and that's fun but there is nothing like what you get with a you're down to your last strike yeah. you're down by one and one swing of the bat and the game is over and we got it on both sides this week yeah uh the rays did it to st louis and i mean what a deflating feeling and then we get it against the Reds, and it's just like, yeah, this is this is one of the reasons why I think baseball is, you know, is the and, best. And not, you know, to to pick on those two examples you have, they're also like kind of slap hitting shortstops. Are yeah. the two guys that did the walk offs? You know, with Taylor Ward or uh, not Taylor Ward, uh, Taylor Walls um, being, you know, almost an exclusively glove guy, and then banking one off like three <laughs> quarters up. up the foul pole was yeah. pretty impressive. And then the same the same side, Tommy Edmond, that like that was a screaming line drive that just barely made it over the wall into the bullpen. Um, yep. But he hit the he hit the hell out of that ball. Um, and yeah, the fa- I think you're right. The fact that anybody can do it at any point in the game and yeah, all, all of that. I Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I actually had somebody ask me what some, you know, why what is one of the reasons I love baseball so much? And the um, example that came to me at the top of my head in, in that conversation was the fact that Aaron Judge and Mookie Betts both play the same position. They're both dominant players, and Mookie Betts might be half the human being, like <laughs> mass size, as Aaron Judge. But they're yeah. both fantastic, and they both, you know, can bring a similar skill set, just obviously in very different ways. And I think that, and in, in concert with, I mean, I, obviously we just love baseball, so I, I love everything about it. But <laughs> you know, trying to when you're trying to sell somebody on baseball walk-off hits i think uh yeah. there's nothing more fun even i think even when you're in the stadium you're high-fiving people you don't know you know you're throwing yeah. popcorn everybody's just losing their mind there's just nothing better yeah i agree um all right so this is our tommy admin appreciation moment so we're officially uh, appreciating you tommy thank yeah. you at what point does he become a tom or a thomas I think he's big Tommy energy for, for a while. Maybe <laughs> once he breaks like 34, 35. Yeah. I don't know. Like okay. Joey Votto's 38, 39. He's still Joey. It's a good point. So Joe, Joseph Votto. Yeah. Well, he's on TikTok now. So he's like, 
he's regressing. Uh, <laughs> well, he's midlife crisising. He said that in the Sunday night baseball. He's, he's fully well in his midlife crisis. Yeah. Uh, so we have a, we have a few notes we want to run through with some other, you know, fun stuff that's going on with the Cardinals. So, uh, Tyler O'Neill is back and he's looked pretty good. Hey, he's hitting the ball. Um, he is not swinging, he's swinging and missing like he always does, but he's swinging and hitting the ball really hard. We're getting a bunch of plus one Oh, one Oh one, one Oh two, one Oh four, five, six, seven, eights off the bat, uh, which is great seeing his exit below up there and the team, you know, like. I think we've heard ad nauseum that lengthening of the lineup. He is one of those guys. At least he has some reputation. He's not a as kitty as some of the other guys. And I, I yeah, obviously that's great to see. And yeah. I think um, I think this podcast was pretty firmly aware that that was not you know early season Tyler O'Neill was not going to be how this whole season played out. Um, that being said, thank God <laughs> he's hitting now <laughs> yeah. and it looks so yeah. much better. It, it really does. Um, speaking of hitting and someone who just roped an uh, two RBI double, uh, Brendan Donovan continues to hit and it does not make sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting because he he's he's hitting just a shit ton of doubles. Yeah. You know, like he he still only has one home run, um, which is fine when you're hitting. Was it 380 with most of being of those being doubles down the line? So, uh, you know, you don't need to hit home runs if you hit everything. Uh, but I mean, we said it before, like that the the team's getting healthy, but yeah, you can't not play him. He has to be in every game. And, and what's blown my mind about his performance is that you know what we've seen, especially in the last couple of years, handful of years, young guys will come up. You know, the league hasn't adjusted to them yet. They'll, their hair will be on fire and then everything will calm down. Yeah. His June numbers are the best numbers he's put up. <laughs> he's got 382 uh, average and a 452 on base percentage in June. Um, and, and, you know, we're halfway through the month right now. The guy is only getting better. I, I, I don't know. Like, can a player sell out for quality plate appearance? Like, he's not <laughs> selling out for power or anything like that. He is just fully committed to working the count, trying to walk. And if they're not going to walk him, he'll slap it somewhere. And I mean, obviously it's working. Um, yeah. I think the other thing that uh, all baseball fans probably or, or why I think we're enjoying this so much is that his profile or what he's doing right now is so different than 70% of the league's offensive players where it's just mash, mash, mash. He is. Yeah. Like, like you said, he's, he's slapping doubles. He'll take the single. He'll take, he's walking a ton still. Um, and he's yeah. not really striking out that much. Um, and I think there's something refresh. It's like Luis, uh, Arias on the twins. There's something really refreshing about being able to watch a guy who isn't striking out 150 plus times. A year. <laughs> and he's, you know, even, even though the power does come with that, it's not always the most aesthetically pleasing version of baseball. So yeah, Brendan's amazing. Or it, has it, been it balances when you do have a just a couple mashes on your team. You've got yeah. Goldschmidt, you've got Arenado. You know, uh, we are confident in O'Neill's return, so you don't even really need him to hit twenty home runs. Uh, we'll take a three eighty batting <laughs> average and a yeah. and a four fifty OBP. Obviously, that's not going to be sustainable, but so far it's, it certainly has been. Yeah, and. Uh, Speaking of Goldschmidt, um, how about that double header? Uh, was it f- 
like five for nine, six for nine. When uh, I, I he added half a war, yeah, in one day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it, it was five for nine, three home runs, seven RBIs, a couple of walks. Um, I mean, the, the man is just possessed right now. Uh, yeah, and I like it's going to regress because it has to, um, because like he is hitting his BABIP is really high. He's gotten some luck, but he keeps hitting the ball over the wall. And what I think is nuts is that he's also walking at a pretty high clip. Like, yeah, you expect, okay, maybe Paul's selling out for power a little bit. I I don't, I don't know. Like when, when he's having a season like this, when somebody who hits the ball as hard as Paul Goldschmidt is hitting three fifty, also, that's like, that's Albert Pujols territory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is not something you don't see a 349 average and a 642 slugging ever. Like that unless you're talking Albert Pujols or Barry Bonds or something like that's the kind of season that we're watching right now is the ability to hit hit for power and then obviously walk. I mean, I could talk about that for the next hour. <laughs> he's been he's been incredible. I can't remember watching somebody play like this since Albert. No. Um, I was thinking maybe some peak Matt Holiday moments, but but even still, not really with this power. You know, no, he's, Matt Holiday didn't. He, he hit the ball harder than anybody, but it didn't go over the wall like Paulie's yeah. got it right now. Yeah, I mean, he's you know on pace now for a, approaching forty home run, if not more, season with that high average. It's 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 really incredible. Um, if the season ended today, yeah, he's on pace for the most home runs he's ever had in a season, the highest WRC plus he's ever had in a season, the highest slugging he's ever had in a season, um, the highest ISO. I mean, he's doing things that he, I, I mean, he's done these in stretches. And like I said, I think trying, just trying to be a reasonable fan here, we're expecting regression. He'll go back to his numbers right. a little bit, but this is how he's playing right now. We're watching a 350 hitter. So, uh, right now, I mean, this is great. And, who knows? Maybe Paul's made the adjustment. Maybe, maybe he wants, he needs that MVP. I think he was he does. robbed so many times. He was. Um, yeah. I mean, it's putting him right back in on, in that hall of fame pace, you know, that he, that he was. And then 2019, 2020 kind of dampened that a little bit. And, and here we are. So, uh, yeah, we expect regression because what he's doing is insane, but, um, you know, we saw, kind of reminiscent of like Bryce Harper in 2015, you know, and he, he made the full season and, and Harper's having a fantastic season this year too. So, uh, maybe with one uh, arm, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Goldie can steal one from Harper now. Yeah. Uh, I think the last note on, on the offense, uh, we want to touch on is Gorman who has cooled a little bit as expected. Um, but you make the point here that, uh, what's been really great to see so far. And we, we actually saw it a little bit in this game and we saw it over the, um, over the last two series as well is that he's looking pretty good at second base. Yeah. I think his hands have been softer than I expected. And I'll say like, if you're converting a third baseman to second base in 99 times out of a hundred, you say, Oh, okay. You know, maybe there's some, some movement that we might lose on this, but the arm strength is going to make up for things. And I will say the arm strength has been incredibly impressive to me. Um, especially coming out of second base, like we're, I think a lot of Cardinals fans are, you know, obviously used to Tommy, but used to Colton, who has a very good arm. Gorman's got a better arm than both of those guys. It's not yeah. even close. Even earlier today, when we were watching the game, um, before, while we were kind of setting up the show, a, uh, a Pirates player lines a, a what would probably be a single up the middle. It ricochets off second base, 
Gorman snags it with his bare hand and then makes a strong throw to first to get the guy out. That that was not on the the advertisement. Like that is not what I expected to see Gorman right. do. I kind of thought that it would almost maybe I'm being over dramatic, but the ball would hit him in the chest. He would lean down, pick it up, and then throw it. Um, <laughs> and he has been so much better than that. Yeah, he's looked really good. Um, it, it just it seems to be playing very heads up and and in it. Um, you know, it, it, this one wasn't really him i think this was just executing a game plan but he was the one who did it the uh it kind of went around the internet the uh the running through the ball or the the, the oh, base yeah. at at second uh where the base is loaded to score the run at home um i i don't think it's worth explaining the whole thing here but you know if you check out our twitter there was a a good breakdown and uh you know just um a really heads up play by the Cardinals that Gorman executed really, really well, well as well. And that's, it's not like, you know, Ali was like run through, run through like Gorman. Obviously that was a, a play that they had been working on, but Gorman had the wherewithal to put it on in real time and make it happen and make that yeah. decision. And that's the thing that you have to make the decision in the last 10 feet or so. So he was able to, you know, like see what was going on, baseball awareness, all that good stuff and then execute. And I thought that was unbelievably impressive. Yeah, I agree. For a kid, so, I mean, the dude's 21, 22, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so lots of fun stuff on the on the Cardinal offense uh, over the last week. I mean, anytime you win, you know, six games or whatever, yeah. Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot more rosy. But again, you know, we're a weekly show. We'll we'll ride the highs when it's going well. It's, Absolutely. Uh, so uh, we want to touch a little bit on the pitching so we've already talked about miles michaelis so we're not gonna go through that too much um we already kind of talked about jack flaherty it's just great that he's back uh not the best start everyone thought this was going to be a rehab start so i guess they thought well why don't we just have him play against the pirates which is not that much different than a rehab start i suppose um you know it's just good to see him back uh, yeah, there were mentions of, you know, it's hard to replicate the intensity of being in a big league ballpark and yeah, Fred bird and the fans and yada, yada, yada. So I think it makes sense, you know, see what, see what he can do. I mean, really the only goal for today's start is to go out there, throw a certain amount of pitches and feel fine the next day or so. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that's, that's, that's all that we need. Um, the, the p- series is already won. Let's just hope Jackie stays healthy, man. Yeah, the I mean, you mentioned it. He, you really can't overstate the pressure of pitching in front of Fred Bird. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He'll, uh, I don't know, put his shirt over your head or or shove his ass in your face. I don't know, or uh, eat your. But he'll he'll like dry hump you or put his entire uh, beak over your head. Yeah, the beak uh, over which, the head is good. I don't like the dry hump. I don't need no. that. It's like a dry humps you with his big fat belly. Yeah, but he like he shoves it from his he like shoves his butt so that the stomach wiggles yeah. out. I just don't yeah. like it. It's, it's unsettling. It's, I imagine too that the inside of that beak has to smell like shit too. <laughs> <laughs> um at at the Rockies Park, you know, they have Dinger, the the dinosaur mascot. Yeah. And one of his uh tricks is that he'll spin his head around 360 degrees. And every time it happens, yeah, every time it happens, Mary and I do a bit where we like clutch ourselves like, oh, my God, (laughs) yeah, he's dead. He's he's Um, fine. Don't worry. He's he's all right. Well, 
Molly hates Fred Bird, and I think it's fair, um, but uh, for a very specific reason, which I like just hating the, the concept of the mascot, too, because <laughs> the story that I'm about tells very much, you know, whoever was in the costume, but it, it, it's worth uh, carrying the hate onto. She worked at a restaurant. This always cracks me up, so I'm, I'll tell the story on her behalf, but uh, she worked at a restaurant. And like there was some event going on and uh, at the restaurant and Fred Bird was was there to like, you know, he goes and does it was like a charity thing or whatever. Yeah. So they had Fred Bird and um, Fred Bird had to like hang out in the kitchen area while they were waiting. Well, he was like waiting to be called out. And uh, I don't know if you've ever worked in a kitchen. I have. But like. You know, it's kind of a uh, fast paced, you know, everyone's really focused on like whatever is in front of them. There's and sharp things, there's heat, there's oil, it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And if you're working at a restaurant that has like a big event going on, you, you know, you're generally focused on on your job. And apparently right. Fred Bird in the kitchen was being Fred Bird, like <laughs> in a kitchen. And everyone's like, Fredbird, get the fuck away from me. Like, <laughs> stop dry humping me when I'm yeah. sauteing these onions, you know. I have a 14-inch uh, knife in my hand, Fredbird. <laughs> yeah, I am sweaty and gross because I work in a restaurant kitchen. <laughs> um, so get the fuck away from me, Fredbird. So, like, what a sociopathic thing to do, whoever was in that costume that day. So, uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, what uh, what other pitching uh, things you want to talk about? Well, I, I think we should start this this off. We, we've hit those two things. I got a little a mini. Who is this guy for you? Oh shit! Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, set Who me is up. This guy? Perfect. <laughs> All right. I am, um, I'm so nervous. I normally do this to you, <laughs> and it's, I have no stress. Well, I, I think you're going to knock this out of the park. I'm not even going to give you any context for it. I'm just going to say a couple of facts about the player and you have to guess who this is. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to read off. I'm going to read off all three facts and then you can guess. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Which reliever can I, can I use Google? Absolutely not. <laughs> Fool. Uh, you're not going to need it. You're not going to need it. Um, which reliever has the highest ERA in the National League? That same reliever also has the second lowest war for National League relievers and has given up the highest exit vo- velocity, uh, sorry, highest exit velocity and hard percent hard hit percentage in the National League. Can you name this guy? <laughs> is it TJ McFarlane? It is. <laughs> oh wait, 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 hold on. So I know I, I kind of uh, obviously I, I was being a little bit of a dick there to TJ yeah. McFarlane, but I bring those stats out to make a point. And I think the points made just by reading that off and you being able to guess it instantly. What are we doing? Yeah, that's a big yikes right there. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's I really thought that he was going to be dropped from the team about a month ago. And I understand like you have to have that that last guy in the bullpen. It, it's almost never, you know, the, it's usually but, the worst player on the team is that last <laughs> guy in the bullpen, you know. But, but the like, Cardinals you, have the last, last guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. In the league. Yeah. It, you, they, they certainly have someone who could be better in the minors. 
yeah, it's yeah. even Junior Fernandez. I mean, there's so many names that you could pull out, but I, I'm curious of why. I mean, TJ, I think he's got 25 big league innings this year, and and I don't know. I, I'm I'm I guess I'm I'm flummoxed, Nate. Uh, yeah, I'm flummoxed as well. Um, I don't understand it. Just must be. They don't want to, you know, we, we are doing a little bit of like a Memphis shuffle right now yeah. with all these guys coming up. And uh, maybe this thought is like, you've got to have pitchers, you know, like calling someone up would only hurt whoever we're calling up. And let's just keep TJ for the, you know, he's pitching in blowouts and, and, yeah. in, you know, games were behind, but not always that behind. Sometimes he's in when with a three run lead or three run deficit, you know, enough where it's still, still possible to come back. And then by the time he's out of the game, it's like, all right, we're getting Yachty in the <laughs> Yachty's going to pitch this game. Yeah, and I, I think you have to blame Mo on this one. Like, I'm curious. I'd like Mo to. I know Mo's not going to like come out and say the reason we have this terrible player on our team is because of this. But I, I almost, I'm at the point where I need, I need some more. Like, what, what are we doing? He's got an 880 ERA over 25 innings. Like you said, there, are, there are other guys that can do this, or you could trade for somebody, or you could have a position player pitch uh, like that is i know that's a little dramatic but we're not that far off at this point when he's giving up. yeah like like the the little hand-picked stats that i picked should be you know enough to scare anyone away from having this guy pitch in the big leagues right now um anyways yeah. uh we can move on from that tj mcfarland still a cardinal as of this recording uh, another thing I want to talk about as far as pitching goes, Ali, uh, Ali Marmol said that Matt's recently received another injection, another cortisone injection in his left shoulder. Um, not great news. Um, that happened on Monday. Um, and then on uh, Sunday of last week, he threw off mound for, or sorry, flat ground for the first time. So that is worrisome. The fact that he's needed two injections in relatively short order. Um, I, I don't really know what to make of that other than it doesn't seem like Matt's is going to come back quickly. So, uh, I guess that just puts more importance on, on Jay flair and, and him coming healthy out of today's start, but, uh, not yeah. good news. It's a bummer. Uh, we were both pretty excited about the Matt's signing and it's still a four year deal. So we're going right. to get plenty more Matt's, but, um, definitely could use him and, uh, hopefully he comes back sooner rather than later. Uh, cause you know, he had some mixed results, but they're definitely not going to get better uh, being on the injured list. No, and, and he's a guy that provides innings, too. Even if they're not the best innings in baseball, he's a guy that we can reasonably expect to go, you know, five, six-ish. And, and that's something the Cardinals, Cardinals need right now. Um, the, the last little note I hear, have here on the pitching section is I'm kind of curious, you know, as Hicks starts getting healthy and starts throwing, where is he going to be is he the guy that bumps tj mcfarlane out of the out of the bullpen is he going to be given a start mm. is he are they going to run six starters what I don't, I don't know what the cardinals are planning on doing here with you know assuming health for jack flaherty and assuming health for for mats like we just talked about yeah that's interesting i suspect that the hicks and the rotation experiment may be temporarily postponed yeah uh, maybe indefinitely um, with Flaherty coming back, Palante looking pretty good. Um, Oviedo up now. Like we were both big fans of Hicks as the fifth starter. He was my preferred choice for the rotation. Incredibly excited that he got the shot, but he did not run away with it. And there's a lot of guys vying for it right now. And part of the reason they put him in the rotation, interesting enough, was to help 
keep him healthy. So he would right. have a standard routine, standard, you know, sort of usage, get his body used to it, reduce chance of injury. And he got injured. So uh seems like the experiment may not have gone, or I, I would say pretty clearly the experiment did not go as intended. And it would not surprise me at all if he goes in the bullpen. I think you could be right that the only reason McFarland is still on the team is because there we have enough guys on the IL that you have to have people to kind of dump as those guys come right. back. Uh, and so instead of calling up some dude from the minors who, you know, you're gonna have to send back down any day now, because someone's going to come back, uh, you know, just wait until Hicks or Matts or whoever comes back. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I bet he's in the yeah. open. Ali's even talked about how he uh, would consider uh, Henesis Cabrera for a, a spot start or an opportunity at that role. And I think, after we saw those four innings against the Cubs last week that we're all uh, intrigued, interested, curious. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen him do that. And maybe if he keeps stretching out a little bit more and a little bit more, maybe that Helsley makes sense too. too. Yeah. They asked Hel- you know, there was a post game uh, thing where Helsley was asked and he said, I keep all four pitches ready just in case, yeah. you know? And so, uh, you know, there's, it's a weird thing where the Cardinals both have a ton of options, but also like zero sure things except for, yeah. I guess, Wayno, uh, Michaelis, and Hudson at this point are your guaranteed starters and everyone else is best man up right now. Uh, hopefully Flaherty, obviously. But after that, it's whoever is whoever's ready and whoever is the hot hand. Yeah, it's very curious, you know, and just to kind of add fuel to the conversation that we're having right now, Andre Palante coming into the Cardinals game in the six right now. Um, so that, yeah. you know, eliminate him from starting at least for the next few days, at least. So I'll, I'll give Ali credit. You know, he is really patchworking this pitching staff and making it more effective than it needs to be. It's well, it's it's funny because, like you said, they have the arms. But how in which those arms are supposed to be deployed and who's pitching when and how many innings is become very complicated um so it has lee and, and the team for kind of making that happen and i guess even more so the pitchers for being flexible and being effective enough to, to rattle off all these wins and it's so damn hot yeah i'm i'll miss that it's been lovely <laughs> here in denver <laughs> it's so hot i'm sweating right now and i'm just sitting yeah we got the windows open today it's gorgeous uh <laughs> is a hundred and ten heat index uh Ooh. yesterday. Ooh. It's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I don't don't miss that. But hey, maybe it's why um you know it's part of uh Goldie's uh we're suffering so Goldie may thrive. Hell yeah. Uh Goldie, big fan of climate change. <laughs> All right. Uh <laughs> eat this shit up. My words, not his. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we've got plenty more to talk about. But before we do, as always, we have to remind everyone that this show is supported on Patreon. If you love the show, if you even just kind of like it and want to support our growth, support the expansion of the show, consider uh, signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash talking about birds. We've got all sorts of silly tiers and things out there, but ultimately if you subscribe at any level, you get invited to our bird scored. Uh, that is our private discord server where we're talking about Cardinals. We're game planning for these episodes. Um, you know, we're having a good time and as it grows, I'm expecting us to utilize it even more. And, and, uh, the people that are in there now, 
shout out to our uh, and, and big old kisses to our uh, current <laughs> patrons. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate you and we appreciate everyone thinking, you know, even considering, uh, contributing to our Patreon. Uh, you can also leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. It helps. We appreciate that as well. Uh, Ben, where can people find us online? Yeah. Make sure if you're not already to follow us on Twitter at talk about birds. Again, that's at talk about birds on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, talking about birds on Instagram. Uh, and you can email us questions. And obviously, you know, they could be about the show. They could be about the Cardinals. You could just if you want to just chat with us about something. Um, but more importantly, if you ever want to talk to Nate, Nate's got a lot of things to say. He's actually currently, I'm going to say he's party planning because I think Nate had a lot to do with the uh, planning of the bachelor party that's about to happen. Um, so talk to him about that. He likes logistics, yeah. uh, flowers, I assume nice dinners. Um, maybe he walks on the beach. I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't know what to expect, but I'm sure he's done a, a fantastic job flowers. And if you have Uh-oh. a party coming up, <laughs> I bet Nate can help. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I actually said the email, the emails, uh, talk about birds <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, please, you know, email the show. Like Nate said, we, we love the little community and, and the more that we can, uh, interact, the, the more fun we're having. And, uh, and thank you um, all very much. I'm starting my own party planning business, uh, as we speak, apparently <laughs> wow. he's writing it so, down. I can see him. Yep www.nate's <laughs> <laughs> parties all right uh yeah Pretty so good. yeah i don't know i think i have now that i said it i think i'm like con- legally required to buy that domain legally legally uh <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> this is a tab after dark tab after dark two morons I'm about to take my shirt off. It's so damn hot. <laughs> uh, horrifying <laughs> for so many reasons. Why is it yeah. that hot that late? Don't have your shirt off. We're on camera. Yeah. Leave I don't know. Maybe that's what in. the people want. Maybe. <laughs> Let them fly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, a couple other things Cardinal related we want to talk about. I, I referenced it at the beginning, but, um, you know, kind of a fake contra or false controversy here but uh ali marmal pulls bader for a perceived lack of effort um this was a few days ago so i feel like this news cycle's already played out um but i i don't know what what was your what was your take on it your your 30 second take yeah i thought i was curious i think if anyone is uh, on the cardinals is going to be judged for their effort put on every day bader is not the guy it almost made me think it was like a planned thing like we're gonna we're gonna show these young kids how the big leagues are. Or, or I don't I don't actually think that's what happened. Just a little bit curious, and uh, you know Bader being the ultimate team guy, he came out and said all the right things. And yeah, I don't think it's really a controversy. It's more just something you don't really see much of. Of and uh, you know interesting points for that. At least uh, like I said, not something you see every day in modern day baseball. Yeah, my my only thought on it was actually sort of a reaction to some of the other reaction that I saw, which is, of course, you know, who doesn't love that? It was that people were saying things like, well, you know, I bet you never see, why doesn't Pujols ever get pulled for this? Or why doesn't Yachty get pulled for this or whatever? Because they're Hall of Famers. <laughs> yeah, and, I was, and that's ultimately what I was going to say is that, like, that is a frustrating argument because there uh, is a difference 
Wayno or Wayno, uh, you know, Roddy, oh my God, Yachty running out go. a ground ball is not going to change the outcome. Yeah. Uh, his play style is not a 100% max effort play style. Bader's is, and I think he kind of needs that 100% max effort all the time to be as successful as he is. And so, you know, I think it's a fair criticism to say, Bader, you need to be full effort 100% of the time and also say, Pools, I don't give a shit if you fucking, you know, crawl down to first base <laughs> on a ground ball because it's not going to change it. Because if there's an error that would result in him being safe, it's going to be the type where they throw it into the dugout. Right. You know, like anything other than that, it's going to be an out and it's not going to change the outcome. 99.999% of the time, if, if they are hard running or if they are softly jogging, like they normally do. So, uh, anyway, um, that's all I really have to say about that. Uh, moving on. Um, we wanted to take a minute, uh, speaking of Yachty, um, I don't think anyone would say he's ever not trying. Uh, he obviously is still, um, I mean, you just watch him on the field. He is as, uh, engaged and as, you know, fiery as he normally is, but the results haven't quite been there. And, uh, the make matters worse because he is a 38 year old catcher, yeah. uh, Kisner, who is supposed to be the young spry sort of, you know, getting half the at bats and supposed to be the counter to that. He's also deeply struggling. And so at this point we have a big fat hole in the lineup, uh, made by the catchers. So do you, what do you think can be, or like should be done or even can be done at this point? Well, I, I think that's an interesting question. And I think, you know, the Cardinals are obviously very limited. Um, and I think they only have a couple of options, but yeah, Yachty and Kisner both have an OPS plus below 59, which is, you know, f- almost 50% worse than league average there. Black hole, I think is a great descriptor for it. Um, and, and we all know that Yachty is not going anywhere. Um, so that really means that there's one roster spot to play with. And, and I think, you know, going outside of the organization is always an option. Um, but I think catcher is one of those rare positions where you don't, you can't really just plug and play that position as much as you can with a shortstop or a center fielder, or even a starting pitcher, right? Like those guys are going to do what they're going to do, but bringing in a catcher from outside the organization, then you have to, you know, do all the, uh, like the uptime with the pitching staff, with the pitching coach, learn the guys, learn their tendencies, all of those kinds of things. So I don't know. I think probably the main option is demoting Kinzer. Uh, Kisner and, and calling up Hi- Ivan Herrera uh, again, which they've already done. Um, that that being said, to do that, I think that they would have to be extremely um, confident that his bat is going to show up right away. Yeah. Uh, now, to, now to undercut what I just said, it's hard to imagine it Ivan really Herrera matter. hitting worse um, yeah. than what Kisner has yeah. been doing. Um, And I think we could couch all of everything that I just said with the idea that the Cardinals offense looks pretty good. Um, And and I don't know if this is something that they need to hit the gas pedal on right away, but I definitely think it's an issue. And uh, I I think you can take the Yachty days and and just assume that, you know, him and Wayno are doing their thing. 
Um, he called a guy on a balk the other day that the four umpires didn't see and had to point it out to him. Like there's a different thing that you get out of Yachty. Are you getting that out of Kisner? I don't know. Um, I, I think I'd have to think about that longer and, and I'd have to dive into some numbers. I'm not sure I'm seeing it. Um, but it's, it's definitely, I don't think, I, I, I guess here's what I, I mean to say is that it's probably the only position player position that you can actually upgrade um, reasonably in the season, or at least in this ha- first yeah. half of the season. Yeah, I think you give it a little bit more time, um, but I, I think we're heading in the direction of the transition to Ivan Herrera, which was already really the long-term plan. And it's hard, it is hard to imagine him being worse than Kisner. And either way, like projection has him being much better than Kisner ever was projected to be. Uh, I think, you know, he has been seen as the heir to the throne for a year or two now. He already got called up once. So um, I, I think we all like Kisner. And earlier in the season, we're like, hell yeah, look at this guy. And and uh, but now we're seeing, you know, turns out being like a backup for years uh, really doesn't give you the plate appearances you need in order to be uh, continuously successful. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, Ivan Herrera is having a nice season in, in triple a right now. He's getting on base at three ninety five, Um, and, and I mean, even, even some of that translating to the big leagues would be huge. Um, <laughs> yeah. and maybe it is, you know, maybe there is value, uh, similar to the Matheny and Yachty transition. Maybe there is value add of having Herrera hang out, hang out with Yachty for, half a season in a, yeah. in a, in a, in a, you know, big league ballpark and, and having those conversations and, you know, kind of get, you have the best possible catcher schooling you could imagine. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe that's the move. Um, it's hard yeah. to imagine why that wouldn't be super helpful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I know it's like the narrative type thing, but it's like, do you want to talk to one of the best catchers of all time? Even if you're not really starting that much, even if the Cardinals are carrying three catchers, um, I, I don't think they would do that. Um, yeah. but I don't think it would be the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Tutelage and, and experience and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. I think sometimes that narrative of like the veteran player gets a little overdone, but like, you know, the catcher position is such a knowledge based. Uh, like, I think you can teach someone about the effectiveness of being a, a catcher a little bit better than like, you know, one shortstop giving tips to another shortstop on right. how to catch a ball. I, I don't know. I, you know, that's, I am not a, I'm not a, uh, it would I'm not make, an athletic person then. So <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense. And if Mosellock and Ali said that together, I think we'd all be like, yep. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Let's go. All right. So we've got, uh, well, I guess we'll just see. This is, like you said, this is really the only story in the position on the lineup right now that there is that, like, sort of question mark about what do you do with this situation. So I guess we'll just continue to monitor, monitor it. Uh, we have a few topics from around the league that we wanted to talk about. Uh, can't miss out on some of these uh, hot stories going around, <laughs> uh, going around the league. So, um, why don't you uh, why don't you you kick it off here? I think the only place to start this conversation is with uh, TLR uh, doing TLR things. Um, so Larusa and I just this one baffled me. Um, I know he's got defenders on both sides, but uh, Larusa intentionally walked Trey Turner in a one and two count. Um, it was obviously the White Sox were playing the Dodgers. Trey Turner's up to bat. It's one and two count. Um, my 
understanding of baseball. Um, and and I, I don't think that I'm smarter than Tony Lewis in any way, but I do think that I fundamentally understand how the sport of baseball works. Um, and I, you know, the league wide numbers, the individual numbers, all that, when you have two strikes on a guy and one ball, the odds are dramatically in your favor. Right. Um, anyways, my opinion doesn't matter. He walked Trey Turner one and two Max Muncy comes up lefty on lefty. He was getting the matchup that he wanted. And then just to make the, the move make less sense. Of course, Max Muncy hits yeah. a three run bomb to it's take like over Joe Madden's intentional walk uh, with the bases loaded where every guy went on to score. So it was, you know, <laughs> just max bad outcome. Uh, I am convinced that he had the count wrong and that he thought it was two and one and not one and two is the only thing that makes sense to me. Um, and that he didn't want to give a, you know, didn't want to groove one and was just like, all right, the, the at bat is lost and let's walk him. He is denying it. He's saying, you know, it was an obvious move. The numbers support it. There are no numbers that support it. So I don't know where he's coming from. Um, yeah, it's a, it is a very strange thing. And I'm convinced that it was a mistake that he, has chosen to do what you know guys like him do which is just lean into it and say yeah. no that was my intent do i want to know. know trey turner's career ops on a one and two count what 504 <laughs> that is it, yeah it just it like almost no one has a good ops on uh two strikes that's the whole point of getting people to uh, a, a pitcher's count like one and two is the, the strategy. Yeah, exactly. And the strategy is just insane. You could throw three pitches way outside of the strike zone and hope that he swings and misses and it'd still be a better play, even though it may get to the same point. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, that, it's incredibly bizarre. That's why I, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure he, the only thing that makes sense to me is he thought it was two and one and he's, yeah. you know, too proud to, to admit it. Um, that sounds like yeah. Tony. Um, although thank you, Tony, for the championships. We, we always yep. appreciate that. Uh, next thing on the, on the docket here, uh, this one, I, I, I don't think is, is funny or good or anything. It's more just like, um, makes me sad, I guess. But, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Who is still recovering from multiple motorcycle accidents in the off season, multiple. I'd still find that baffling. He had a bad CT scan and is pushed back even further. Um, I just want to note that that's bad news, but hopefully he comes back at, I don't know, at least in the second half, the Padres are playing so well right now. Um, you know, one of those things where baseball is just better with Fernando Tatis jr. In you know, in the game. Yeah. He's an incredibly exciting player and it sucks to have an off the field injury that like no one knew about because of the lockout and all the weakness and, and it just continues to perpetuate and he was already kind of injury prone at least, you know, or whatever that means this early in his career. So, uh, yeah, it sucks. I hope that he comes back healthy. It is more fun having guys like him in the league. We'll, we'll move back into some more fun news. Matt Carpenter cannot be stopped. Um, I, I love it. Good for Matt Carpenter. It is truly incredible. He has eight hits for the Yankees. Six of those hits are home runs. Yeah, he set a new Yankee record. It was like the most home runs in the first 10 games as a Yankee ever. Yankees it, legend, Matt Carpenter. Yankees legend. The mustache is still looking fantastic. It's a great and looking We kind of talked about this. We were like, why? You know, looking at the numbers he, he was putting up in AAA for Texas, how does this guy not have a job on the Texas Rangers who who 
who are, are desperate they for talent. They don't want to win this year. And, and that's the only thing that truly makes sense because then obviously, you know, and, and also curious, you know, I wonder how many other teams are bidding for Matt Carpenter, or what that looked like. And it wouldn't shock me if we learned that multiple teams were in on him and he went with the Yankees for, you know, the, the Yankees of it all, their, the their success they're having this year yeah. and, and, and everything else that goes I mean, along. Hell, you know, wouldn't you right now, if, you, if the Yankees offered you a, a, a spot, a, a major league contract, like hell yeah, they look like the best team in baseball by, uh, by a mile. So, and, and over the past two weeks, Matt Carpenter might be their best player. Now that's not yeah. really true, but it is, uh, it's fun to there's say, a, it's fun to watch a certain, uh, judge on the team that would disagree. But other <laughs> yeah. than that, he is, yeah, I mean, it's been incredible and I think it's good for him. You know, it, it is like, damn, you know, I, I wish that he was doing that with the Cardinals, but whatever happened, you know, I know he trained in the off season with Paul Goldschmidt and Joey Votto, which is a yeah. great training group. And the Cardinals, I think rightfully moved on from him. And this is just what happens. He basically was terrible for the Cardinals for two years. Yeah. And not for lack of trying. I don't think anyone ever accused him of not uh, trying with the Cardinals. Just it wasn't working. And something clicked this offseason. He figured it out. But his contract with the Cardinals was done. And now he's here with the Yankees and he's crushing. And I say good for him. Like, oh, 100%. Uh, you know, I think I think it's great. I love Matt Carpenter. I, I've said it before. Future Cardinal Hall of Famer. And uh, maybe future Yankees Hall of Famer. Uh, <laughs> maybe Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, but good for him. He's a good dude. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I, to tag that thought, you know, also, would we be seeing Brendan Donovan doing what he's doing? Would Gorman be up if Matt Carpenter no. was on this team? Would Yepes be up? You know, there's other names that he would have blocked and other moves the Cardinals would have made. So oh, it's all. I think it's good for both player and team. And I, like you said, yeah, hopefully Matt keeps it going. Yeah. Yep. What else? What else do you got? Oh yeah, I'll just keep going here. Uh, th- so this one, uh, this one just made me happy. Um, the Tigers have by far hit the fewest home runs in the MLB. They went eight games without hitting a home run. And, and if you haven't been paying attention, um, not you, but Nate, but I guess the Royal you, all of us, uh, the Tigers have been garbage. I thought they were going to take a huge step forward this year. Yeah, uh, they got Scooble. Uh, they got Torkelson. Casey Mize just went down with Tommy John. They're just not having a great season. But anyways, uh, they, for some reason, I think, you know, we all kind of thought it was a bad signing Javier Baez. They picked yeah. the worst of all the, you know, shortstops. I mean, he was also 140. The, yeah. So he got one of the lower contracts of all the guys, but still like I, I, you know, I was not, did not want the Cardinals to take that risk, even though uh, I wanted yes. them to sh- sign a shortstop. Agreed. How much better Tommy Edmond has been than Javier Baez. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, so they gone out eight games without hitting a home run. Their longest streak in over 30 years. Somebody found the home run belt that, belt that they used last year in storage, brought it out in the first pitch of the of the game after they found that Willie Castro hit a home run. And I just thought that that was amazing. <laughs> and then you saw, you know, Willie kind of running around the clubhouse with the uh, with the belt on and everything like that. And that's just yeah. that's it. They're having a good time. Another reason why I just love baseball. The fact that the mm. team can do that. They find some stupid like uh, WWE championship belt that has a home run winner on it and uh, immediately yeah. hit a home run. It's just and that's, that's how baseball goes sometimes. Yep. Um, okay. The next thing I need to talk about, we have an update on the Tommy Pham <laughs> <laughs> fantasy football scandal and i just Finally. love i yes i am just so happy that this is the onion that continues to unpeel itself and, and we get to learn more and more um, ogres and, are like onions 
<laughs> I hated that. <laughs> um, wow. And so a lot of this we learned from uh, Commissioner Mike Trout, which also just makes me so happy. Uh, anyways, the two things or a couple of things that I thought were interesting is uh, the Giants were sporting black T-shirts. Uh, that said, uh, fantasy football one on one stashing players on the IR isn't cheating. The whole team was wearing <laughs> these during warmups before a game the other it's day. So it's it's so, so good. good. And I also agree. I used to, you know, we'd, uh, I used to play a lot of fantasy football as well. And it's a standard strategy. That's what, yeah. that's what, you, get, you know, that's what you do. It's what the, the website allows it. So there you go. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when Mike Trout was uh, mic'd up on uh, Sunday Night Baseball the other night, uh, he did let us all know it's a 12 team league, um, which I thought was interesting. You know, that's, you know, real money, 12 team league. That sounds pretty competitive. Um, yeah. And then he also let us know that Alex Bregman was the winner of the year in question. Um, so, you know, we're going to keep following this beat all year long, the more we learn about this fantasy the, tournament, but it's a story that has to be covered. And, you know, <laughs> you've got the best player in baseball, or at least, you know, of his generation, uh, on Mike Sunday night baseball, you got to get in there and ask him questions yeah. about his fantasy football team from the year before. <laughs> Well, and another funny thing that he's kind of mentioned in that interview, if you didn't watch that interview, I'd say like, that's maybe the most charming Mike Trout's ever been. He seemed like a real person, um, which I, you know, we, I think we'd criticize him for being a bit robotic in, in interviews and everything like that, but obviously a great player. Um, he talking about how he's been getting hit up by everybody in the league saying, how do I get in this league? Uh, that sounds epic. And he says, he's got a waiting list because everybody wants in this, uh, high dollar Mike Trout ran league. Uh, but hell yeah. I, just, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you, you find yeah. out. Oh, that I, absolutely. I just, like how did Tommy Pham get in this league? You know, you yeah. got Mike Trout and Alex Bregman, some of the best players, uh, in the league and Tommy Pham's hanging out there. I, I have a feeling Tommy Pham might have a not great relationship with, uh, gambling. And, and that might be why people are like, uh, yeah, bring Pham in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe we should definitely speculate on that. Um, yeah, that's that's funny. I, you know, I, I, I this story is the story that keeps on giving. Yeah. And the, anyways, well, like I said, we'll keep following that beat as it goes on. And this last thing, um, it's not really league news, but it's something that I learned. And I guess I'll be curious if you know this, Nate, because I found it fascinating. But did you know that there is only there are 22,000 plus baseball players in the history of the game? And there is only one baseball player named Joe Smith. Really? I have never heard that before. And I know, Nate, you're probably thinking, yeah, I've never heard that before because I know there's this guy, Joe Smith. He was born in the 1800s. Uh, he <laughs> played course. one year for the Yankees in 1913. Yes. It was 14 games, 36 plate appearances named Joe Smith. And what I would tell you, Nate, is that that's not true because that Joe Smith's real first name is actually Salvatore. Salvatore <laughs> Joseph Smith. So my, he went by my Joe world Smith. is my world is crumbling in front of me. I know. And I, I didn't want to do that to you on Mike, but I just thought it added to the dramatic tension. Yeah. One Joe Smith, who is a relief pitcher. I think he's for the Mariners right now. I can't remember where he's at, but there's, I, I just found that to be, I, I was tickled by that fact. And, yeah. Uh, the, like stereotypical, like just dude name, at least in the United States. Right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's wild. Uh, no, I had no idea. And thank you for that fact. That is, You're I think that is a fun fact. <laughs> it's a fun fact. I thought so too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Well, speaking of fun, let's get rid of all of that and uh, go into <laughs> our last segment. Um, we're going to play another game. And Ben, it's funny you had me do uh, who is this guy earlier in the episode, which I nailed. You did. Thank you. Um, I, uh, you know, it's kind of our, 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 our classic. We haven't done it for, for a few weeks, though. Um, we're returning to a segment called Who Is This Guy? Who is this guy? You had the, you had the queue timed up that time. Yeah. Um, so if this is your first time listening uh, and it didn't make sense the first time we did it in this episode, <laughs> I have a series of facts about mm. a player who at one point played for the Major League St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I start with a very obscure st- uh, fact and Ben will have a chance to guess and I will get more and more um specific uh or maybe more and more revealing with each fact that i go and we see how many facts it takes before ben uh is able to guess this player historically ben has been very good at this game so we'll see how this uh i'm setting you up so, to, to knock you down yeah so, the the historical nature of that fact i, I find insulting i think I, I continue to be i i am i, I am paul goldschmidting this game well, we'll see about that, won't we? I, so I have been successful, uh, and I continue to be successful. Okay. Uh, well, here we go. First fact. This player was born on August 5th, 1977, in South Holland, Illinois. South Holland, <laughs> Illinois. You know, there's the normal Holland. Yeah. And then there's South Holland. South Holland. Which is in Illinois. Okay. 1977. Okay, so this recent, recent ish. Say what? From gold member. He's from Holland. Isn't that weird? (laughs) (laughs) Referencing a 25 year old movie (laughs) sequel. Um, Okay, so somebody who is from the area. I don't know. uh, This probably um, shocking to you, but I don't know where South Holland, Illinois is. I don't know if that's southern. I don't know if that's outside of Chicago. It is an unknowable. Um, it's unknowable. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of Cardinals players in the area. 77. So he, he might even, I mean, he might still be around. That's not that old. Um, I'm trying to think of guys in the area. I, uh, I'm going to say Kyle McClellan. Good guess, but that is not correct. Okay. All right. I did think about doing Kyle McClellan uh, this week. Yeah. Um, but no, that is not correct. You should have. Fact number two. This player played with St. Louis and Oakland and spent nine years in the big leagues. Hmm. St. Louis and Oakland. Is that the order or are you just stating facts that those are the two teams he played with? Or can I those ask are that the, question? Mm, those are the two teams that he's played with. I will not comment on the order. Okay. I'm trying to think. So the, the number one player that comes to my mind who has played for those two teams and those two teams only. So I guess I should just guess that person um, because why? Why? That's the only thing that's come to my mind. Don't know where the guy's from, though. Let's say uh, Mark Mulder. You got it. Yes. <laughs> I almost didn't do that, but I was like, man, this guy is so 
like such a weird moment in Cardinal history that I thought that you would not remember that so no, no he he was supposed to be the guy and he was supposed really to be the guy. wasn't yeah yeah so damn all right you continue to paul goldschmidt it i need Thank to uh, i think i need to change up like the order of these stats or something so here's the uh here's the rest of the stats yeah the rest of the facts uh he led the league in wins in 2001 complete games in 2003 and four shutouts in 2001 and 2003 fielding percentage in 2002 and 2003 he was an all-star in 2003 and 2004 and he was second in the Cy Young in 2001 I thought if you didn't get it after the last one you know that you'd have a pretty good idea of who it was at this point um then uh stat number four and I try to have it where you will if you don't get it after the first two like right. three four and five should be you know pretty clarifying sure. but anyway stat number four was traded by the Oakland Athletics, the St. Louis Cardinal for Derek Barton, Kiko Calero, and Dan Heron. And then finally, uh, though they share a surname, this guy would likely not help you with any extraterrestrial problems you may be having. <laughs> Do you get it? Uh, is that an X-Files joke? <laughs> Mulder and Scully. Yeah, you honestly, yeah, I maybe that maybe would have helped me, but uh, I was never an X-Files uh, I probably would have been like, what the, f- uh, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't know if that one would help me. <laughs> I should have started with it. Uh, maybe it would have really confused <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you either know it right away or, or don't at all. Yeah. So yeah. Mark Mulder. What a, yeah, he was supposed to be the guy. And yeah, uh, that's one of the, if they would have just kept on a Dan Heron, that, that would have worked out much better. He ended up having a nice little career there, but, uh, made sense at the time. I mean, I, yeah. What could have been? Yep. Yeah, he re- he was done at 30 though. He did he he signed a contract uh in 2014 in a in sort of a comeback bid, but yeah. he never he never made it back. So, poor uh, guy. Yeah, I mean, I looked at it. He still made like 30 million dollars or something like that. So, you know, he's it's doing like, okay. Uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> we're we're talking about this uh, the the Kingery deal. Like, go get yourself a Kingery deal. Yeah. If you guys don't know, uh, Scott Kingery, I think he played like something like 300 games for the Phillies and made $28 million and they just let him go. Yeah. That's, that's still, all he needs. still has generational wealth. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously that's, that is the other side of it. What you really want is the, the performance and the, you know, he was looked like, you know, best pitcher in baseball. He he was um, supposed to be the ace, or or at least the yeah. you know uh, second starter behind Carp. Yeah, yeah. I just always think about him with that giant whole like shoulder oh, yeah. thing on in those press conferences. So, well, uh, I'm sure he's out there having a pretty good time. Hey, Mark, you if know. you're out there listening, thank it, thinking of you, pal. Yeah, come to Boston. This this goes out to all the marks out there. All the marks. Uh, all right, well, that'll do it uh, for this <laughs> episode of Talking About Birds. Uh, good luck to myself and to Ben this weekend uh, as we head out to uh, to Boston. Um, Packy Norton. Packy Norton. Uh, and I guess that's everything. Uh and we'll be back next week same normal time assuming we survive and uh, until next week go Cardinal okay thank you bye bye
I like burgers when they're in my mouth. We talk about you, 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 you usually. But occasionally. I want to talk about me. want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about number one. Oh, me, oh, my. I did not know I knew any of the. <laughs> oh, Toby Keith is forever. <laughs> what a bad song. Yeah.